the Ethereum Society proudly presents this series of podcasts in tribute to the 50th anniversary of the giving of the 12 blessings. The following podcast is on the 10th blessing. Blessed is the great being known as the galaxy. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience at the American headquarters of the Ethereum Society in Hollywood, California. The co-hosts were the Reverend Paul Nugent and the Reverend Brian Kinney. Good afternoon to our 10th podcast in this series of 12 Blessings, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the giving of the 12 Blessings back in 1958. Today, your hosts are myself, Brian Kniep, and my good friend, uh, Paul Nugent. Good afternoon. And we're broadcasting uh, or taping today at the American headquarters in Hollywood in the temple of the headquarters of the Ethereum Society. And we're very happy to be here. And we're very happy to have you all in the audience taking time out of your day, uh, your life, to concentrate on these most sublime and beautiful blessings given to mankind uh, now 50 years ago. And I think the best way to start off is just to get into the blessing itself and uh, listen to the Master Jesus. you agree with that, Paul? I do. Uh, are we going to prepare ourselves? Uh, would you uh, get us ready for that, Paul? All right, let's once again, as we've done in previous weeks, prepare ourselves by just closing the eyes, sitting upright in our chairs, and placing our palms downwards upon the knees with the fingers outstretched, and taking a few moments to connect with that all-knowledge space which exists, within us all. Now, let us visualize coming down from the vastness of the cosmos above, a wonderful living white light, and see this white light coming down and entering the top of our heads. And see it charging your brain Then take it downwards through the neck, down through the chest and out into your heart center, situated just a few inches in front of the breastbone. This living white light coming down to us, coming down to us even from the great galaxy, which is the subject of tonight's blessing. And now let us think down beneath our feet to the wonderful Logos of the Mother Earth. And there let us visualize her violet flame. And let us request this to come upwards, right the way up through and around our body. See it coming up through the feet and the aura 
take it up above the top of the head, as high as you can visualize. This wonderful living violet flame of the Mother Earth. Now let's raise our hands and join with the Master Jesus as he delivers the heading to the tenth blessing. Blessed is the great being the galaxy could I ask you to uh, to read the next um, sentence as it goes on from there for this mighty one great in proportion and wondrous in content stretches through space its magnetic body so that thousands of inhabited worlds may reside Therein. It really is an amazing description of a spiritual being. It is. We're fortunate, I'm going to say, in having you with us tonight, uh, Brian, um, because, you, of course, you are something of an amateur astronomer who knows um, more about the phys- physical aspects of the galaxy. Well, you know, that's, that's true. And one of the things that... Um, draws me into astronomy is that the knowledge that these are not just inanimate objects. These are not just hunks of rock or accumulation of atoms. Mm -hmm. These are living beings. Not only living beings, but advanced um, spiritual beings. Well, that leads right into really, well, in some part, why the blessings were given at all. You know, as mankind begins to develop the technology to be able to go out into space... Well, that's a good point. I mean, for, for, for thousands and thousands of years, of course, indigenous people um, did believe that the sun and the earth were advanced beings, but they had no concept mm-hmm. of a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the galaxy wasn't really discovered until the 1922 by Hubble. Uh, before that time, we just thought there was just a bunch of stars out there. Um, so it's, it's, uh, this, this blessing virtually couldn't have been given 100 years ago. Well, it wouldn't have been understood, shall we say, right. by, by mankind. Yeah, very good point, very good point. How big, you know, he, he says, the Master Jesus says, great in proportion and wondrous in content. What, you know, can you give us some scale, proportion of the physical galaxy, this galaxy in which we exist, the Milky Way? Well, I, I can give you some numbers. Uh, how well we understand those numbers is, is another thing. But the, the numbers, the, our galaxy is, is pretty much a flat well, the, the visible galaxy is pretty much like a plate. It's a, it's a very flat, it's kind of like a CD. The proportion, oddly enough, is very similar to a CD, a compact disc. If you put like a, a tissue in the middle of that, that hub mm-hmm. for the central part of the, of the um, galaxy. Um, but the thickness of the CD and the diameter of the CD is pretty close to the proportions of the galaxy. However, the diameter of our galaxy is estimated to be 100,000 light years. Mm. Now, to give you an idea, from here to the sun is 93 million miles. 
That's right. eight light minutes. Uh-huh. That's how, in other words, a light, a light year is how far light traveling at 886,000 miles per second goes in a year. Right. And so a light, a light minute would be how far light traveling the same speed well, goes in a Well, it's a fair minute. distance. It's a fair distance. Yeah. Very fair distance. Um, and it's got, they don't know exactly, but they, they estimate, the astronomers, that there are over 100 billion suns in this galaxy alone. A hundred billion. A hundred million suns. Billion. Right. And now, and a sun, of course, is um, being someone who's not an astronomer in any shape or form, but a sun is what we commonly call a star. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, our sun is a fairly normal, a normal size star. Yes. Now, Master Jesus also says an interesting thing. He says, uh, stretches it through space, its magnetic body. Mm. And people may not be aware, but the galaxy truly is a, a magnetic body. Uh, and if, if we think about the sun, first of all, it, it's a little bit easier to think about the sun and then extrapolate or move to the galaxy. And the sun, of course, is, is, giving, is creating helium from hydrogen. It's a fusion process. And in, in this, this process, it gives off hundreds of thousands of tons of plasma every minute. And this is known as the solar wind. And these are like protons, neutrons, electrons. They're, they're flowing out in 360 degrees from the sun at all time. And, this is, and these are magnetic. Uh, well, lines of magnetism are, are contained within this plasma that is moving away from the sun. And this, and this plasma or, or this magnetic charged particles interact with all of the planets in this solar system. And likewise, because the, the galaxy is composed of billions of stars, each of those stars is doing the exact same thing. And I read, I read somewhere recently that you can think of the galaxy as being this tremendously large river of magnetically charged plasma flowing through, and each star is, acts, acts like a rock where, where this, flow, this flow flows around these stars everywhere. And, and it's one way that they, it, it, it kind of connects different parts of itself. Um, they've even found recently that there are, and by the way, these the streams of plasma are extremely hot. They're about a million degrees centigrade, extremely hot. And they, they've recently found that um, there's certain jets going through the galaxy. It's not, it's not all uniform by any stretch of the imagination. There's some very, very hot jets of plasma going through different parts, especially from Orion, they've recently mm-hmm. discovered it. So this is just one small you, aspect. One thing that we learn from, from, from the Twelve Blessings, and this blessing in particular, is how everything really is relative. To us, that obviously That's seems right. you know, incredibly hot, as right. you say, but... Uh, 
you know, as we discover more and more about, literally about the cosmos um, through the 12 blessings and even through science and technology, the more we discover, obviously, how, how little we do know, but, you know, what to us seems big or, you know, outlandish in, in other ways is, um, is relatively tame. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, we, we have been told in uh, one of the transmissions by the Cosmic Masters that the body, our body, our human body, is based on the solar system. Absolutely, yes. So, uh, as above, so below. Very true. Well, we, we'll get into that a little bit later. Now, one other thing I wanted to bring up is this concept of dark matter. Um, and the reason I want to bring this up is I mentioned that the aspect of the galaxy that we see or can see, the, the physical light, is, like I mentioned, is like a CD, fairly flat, um, like a disk. But if you, if you take into account what has been described as dark matter, and this is matter that is not composed of protons and neutrons and electrons, but a different form of matter which we can't see, only can detect, you know, we can only infer it. If you take into account the dark matter, then what they believe is that the galaxy is not flat, but spherical. Mm. Interesting. Which is a very interesting uh, thing that I didn't really realize till recently. And it gives, it gives us another, another way of understanding and thinking about this great God, this great uh, Lord of creation, the galaxy. Now, you know, I could probably go on for another half an hour on this, Paul, but I, I probably have to stop at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, in which case, should we go on to our um, f- you know, first extract by Dr. King? Excellent idea. Jesus here makes reference to the galaxy as being a great lord and one of the lords of creation, which means that it has been created or it has been manifested and it now remains in a certain state in order that countless hundreds of billions of trillions uh, of life streams on different stages of evolution may gain that essential experience which is eventually going to take them back to God as we made a, a big point of this last week as conscious gods. It doesn't take very, very much thought energy to come to this conclusion that if the galaxy as a being is connected or is even one of the lords of creation, then in order to remain in its present state of manifested or preserved manifestation, it must have, it, note this, it must have volunteered to drop down the scale quite some steps in order to put itself in that position. Any thinking man can see this immediately. It doesn't need very, very much thought energy to arrive at this obvious and logical conclusion. I think we should remember that all the way through. That this great and mighty Lord 
is making tremendous sacrifice on our behalf and indeed on behalf of, of all life streams within its body who need to be there in order to gain experience and all worlds and suns and stars and star clusters and nebulae and so on which are existent within it which virtually go to make up its body and yet parts which are not as essential to the Lord itself as an intelligence because if it is one of the lords of creation therefore it must be above manifestation nothing can be created or brought into being by, by an intelligence less on the evolutionary scale anyway um, um, further away from God on an evolutionary scale than that it brings into being common, cold, down-to-earth logic is this so therefore if it is and we have no reason to believe it isn't we've good reason to believe it is if Jesus says so if it is one of the lords of creation this intelligence must be suffering tremendous limitation on behalf of all those things uh, which reside within it come back to this point again we are not as essential although we virtually make up the body of this great God we are not as essential to the God as the God is to us we must remember that point as well this as well is logic all these blessings can be examined with a logical mind they should be examined with a logical mind there's no emotion here it's common cold logic it's a process of reasoning it's another point worth remembering Well, Brian, you were going to just comment a little bit on that, weren't you, about the, this aspect of the Lord of creation being uh, in a state of preservation. Well, it, it continues the theme that's really gone throughout these 12 blessings, and that is you have a, a greater being holding itself back in order to help those coming up from below. And it's, it's gone right through every one of the blessings, and it's, it's, it's a theme that's been repeated throughout, virtually throughout the teachings of the Ethereum Society, Absolutely. and frankly, yeah. throughout all teachings of, of all religion, virtually. And it's something that, uh, if it's the one thing we need to understand on earth, that is it. Right, absolutely. I mean, that very short, simple phrase in the, uh, in the second freedom, love is sacrifice. Mm. And, you know, we all want love, but none of us really want sacrifice. And yet, to have real love, it, what it actually does entail is sacrifice of oneself for the sake of others less fortunate or less privileged than oneself. Exactly less right. Less evolved. And in, in essence, that's, that's um, you know, it, we, we hear a lot about karmic manipulation, uh, and that is the best way to manipulate uh, another person's karma, is to um, limit yourself to help that person. The simple act of healing, you're limiting yourself, your free will, to give time and energy to someone who is in need. Right. And that's really what, what this great galaxy is doing, but of course on a tremendously massive scale right. compared to us. Really, uh, um, well, not even really, I mean, most certainly beyond our comprehension. I mean, later in, the, in this text, right after this, this particular statement, the Master Jesus goes on to say, what description is there for this? None. 
none, not even in, in the great language of Tull, which of course... I was going to ask you about Tull. Have you, have you done any studying on Well, I haven't, or, uh... I haven't, but I, I'm kind of glad you asked, in point of fact, because I remember many years ago, at least um, 15 odd or so years ago, and we were standing on the, on the lawn here of the American headquarters uh, with our master. It was, a, it was the evening of a commemoration, and our master was due to go and have his, uh, his evening dinner. And as often happened on these commemoration dinners, the master came out of his house. You might even mm-hmm. remember this. Mm-hmm. And um, stood on his, on his porch, and we had a toast. We all had a glass of champagne, and we had a, a, a toast to, to the commemoration. And I remember as the master turned to go back into his house, uh, Ray Nielsen was there on the lawn, and he used a phrase that seemingly was, was popular in the olden days amongst the staff, they would wish they would say bon appetito, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so Ray, as he saw the master going in for his meal, he called out to the master, bon appetito, and I remember this very vividly. The master stopped and he turned round and he looked at Ray and he looked at us and he said, "What do you mean, bon appetito?" And then he went on to use a language that certainly none of us had ever heard before, and it was seemingly a non-terrestrial language. Uh, and that, that was intriguing enough in itself. And then as he turned to go back into his house, he, he kept, turned round to us again, and he said, and that will be different in five minutes' time. In other words, it were, the master was perhaps referring to a living language, a language that was evolving, and, mm-hmm. and, and in order to be able to speak and understand this language, one had to be living oneself in the present moment of now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to say whether that was tall or, or, or not. But anyway, it's an interesting point perhaps to make. Yeah, interesting, very to, interesting point, yeah. Uh, back to the, um, the Lord of creation, known as the galaxy. It's... The thing which, which strikes me, um, and probably strikes anyone who would read this, is that here is a being who, who is one of the greater lords of creation. And yet, it says, the Master Jesus says, that a hundred million eons ago, this wondrous and mighty lord did cast its crown from its head and did sacrifice itself upon the plane of preservation. And this is what, what it is now doing, which is interesting. You, you've got the three, the three main aspects of, of the universe. You've got creation, you've got preservation, and you've got transmutation. Right, which, um, yeah, which is part of this, yes. And so here, this great being that, that is so far evolved that it is part of the creation aspect is actually stepping down to kind of help this other aspect, which is essential, of course, the preservation aspect. It also indicates at least the age of the galaxy. He's talking about 100 million eons ago, giving an indication to how old, how ancient this is that we are a part of. Well, that's a very, that's a very good point. Uh, of course, your, your, your amateur physicists and stuff out there would say that's ridiculous because it's now been proven that the, gal- the, uh, the universe is 14 billion years old. But I'll remind people that um, 
things that are quote unquote proven by scientists today um, are often look absolutely ridiculous in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years' time. Well, do, do the scientists have a definition of an eon? They do, but I don't know what that is. Mm. Anyway, it's certainly long. a long, a long yes, long. yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So where, where are we here? Um, well, I'd like to actually just speak a little bit about this aspect of it going on in the text where the Master Jesus says, where the very gods do talk, oh, listens. Yes, yes that's, a very, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful prose in there. It is, beautiful prose, uh, uh, and it's curious, and um, you know, I not want to pretend to understand it, certainly not in its entirety, but what I would suggest is that where the Master Jesus says, where the very gods do talk, listens this one. All of these phrases, again, are demonstrations of how great this intelligence is, this being is. This it's, being. A, it's above the gods themselves. Exactly. Yes. It's a, and because the gods, the gods presumably in this case are the suns, uh, perhaps the solar systems, perhaps even the supreme lords of karma, or certainly mm-hmm. aspects mm-hmm. of lords of karma. And where these ones are in their own way communing, and even if that communication is done in silence, it, it is done within not only the confines of the galaxy, but the galaxy is obviously not eavesdropping, but able to hear all of the discussion, the conversation that is taking place within its body. Uh, the next next phrase, where the very gods do walk, rides this one. Where, where, clearly, clearly a little bit of poetic license there. Uh, yes, absolutely, poetic license for sure. But um, where, 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 where the, these gods are going through their process of evolution, because as we know, solar systems are still going through the process of evolution, uh, as they make their journey, this one is... As the word that's used is it rides. Um, it's not walking, it rides, mm-hmm. uh, indicating obviously a higher, a higher stage. And then lastly, where the very gods are transmuted resides this one. So where they go through their transmutation into something greater. Well, that, that's, that's a very good point there, in as much as um, this great being known as the galaxy is in effect holding itself back Absolutely. so that others can be transmuted. Right. Uh, it, so that as, as, um, as, as our Master Dr. George King said in, in, in that last phrase, going back to uh, when he referred to the ninth blessing, um, as we go back right. to God as conscious gods, right. and it is this supreme, this is, not, I won't say supreme Lord, certainly greater Lord of creation uh, that is allowing us to do this. I believe he talks a little bit about um, this this aspect of what the galaxy is, is willing to do virtually in in the next extract we have. Shall we? Uh, shall we listen to that one? Absolutely. When an evolved being volunteers for a certain job, it must see it through to the bitter end. This galaxy would not choose, would not choose to take its rightful place 
somewhere way above manifestation take its rightful place until all life streams which it is responsible for in one way all life streams have reached a stage which allows them to evolve outside of this galactic system but this is the great catch if you can call it so if you volunteer take a, my position in, in, in a smaller way because if you know the drop you know the sea um, I volunteered some time ago to be used by the interplanetary adepts and with the result I've now got to see it through right to the bitter end and cannot give it up until my mission has been completed on this earth and when it has I will then leave the earth it's the same with all these things and all these beings with the lesser ones and the greater ones so if we appreciate this and unfortunately it is true whether we like it or not we come to this most amazing and quite startling conclusion a conclusion which should keep everybody here awake all night tonight and if it doesn't then all I have to say is you need further examination we come to this startling conclusion and that is we can one individual among us can be responsible for holding up the evolution or the position of this mighty great God who has sacrificed, made such sacrifice on our behalf. It makes the responsibility of every one of us fantastic and almost ridiculous. Well, the responsibility of every man is fantastic and almost ridiculous and always has been. More so to those people who think about these things and who weigh them in, in the light of their reason and who can accept them in the light of such logical conclusions <coughs> based upon their own reason. If there's one planet which does something very very wrong and becomes very very much behind all the other planets in the galactic system then the galaxy as a being cannot uh, leave its chosen position until that planet catches up and that planet cannot catch up while there's one dark individual on it it's quite absurd quite ridiculous but quite true This tenth blessing really lays at our door the tremendous responsibility which we always have had. It's not something we're suddenly given. We've always had it. But it becomes more acute when we realize it. To me, that in so many ways is, is the master at his best in a way 
because his thinking is so above our own and it's it's so clear he 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 speaks he said in in what we've just heard um from the perspective of an enlightened being it's a, it's a very it's a very different place from where he thinks from where he is thinking mm, yeah it's a whole different uh just a different, it's a different, a different place. Well, exactly. I mean, he—he's literally—he he has self-realization. He has realized, uh, literally, um, his own existence, his uh, within within creation, his existence within within the cosmos, his existence within the galaxy in this particular case, and which we all have that existence we just have not realized our existence to the same extent and in that in that realization unquestionably is enlightenment and and with that enlightenment on the one hand of course goes outstanding realization literally cosmic realization at the same time again which we've not realized is the responsibility which goes with that but the master with with his we, we tend to be insight, a, bit, a bit weak on responsibility on the civilization hopelessly weak hope, hopelessly weak and it, and actually another f- phrase which which ties right into that uh, from the from the text actually from the statement after the blessing uh, unusually this was for the first time in the blessings Mars Sector 6 spoke immediately after the Master Jesus uh, in, a, in a transmission called Take Great Heed. And like our Master, of course, Mars Sector 6 is an enlightened being, is an enlightened intelligence. He speaks about how he has traveled through this living being. He gives a wonderful statement about it. But right at the end of that statement of this text, Take Great Heed, uh, the karmic lord Mars Sector 6 says, live, remember, realize. Mm. It, it, that's, that, that, that's the whole crux of this. To, to, as we live, to remember what we are a part of. And, in, and as, as the more that we're able to do that... Well, that's, they always say that the, the best gift God gives us is experience. But the more from God to man, or even you know, from man to man, or even God to man. But you got to remember it. I mean, you've got to remember uh, it. But as you remember it, as you remember it, you what we what comes out of it is realization. And the master has this realization. And as he said, if if you do have this realization, if if you think about it the way you should think about it, you will be up all night. Well, I'd like to just to read a, a brief extract from the seventh freedom. Please. which might give us an idea of, uh, number one, why the Master Jesus has got uh, this wonderful angle and, and, and why our Master has got this wonderful angle on these things. And interplanetary this is, existence. Exactly, interplanetary existence. And it go, uh, Mars 6 goes, He does not pay lip service to anything existent or non-existent, but begins to be a knower, begins to realize the why of existence already, he knows the how. And so with his travel comes broadness. And so they know the how. They know the how of existence. Mm-hmm. They know about the galaxies and suns and, and, and why they are here. And, and they're beginning to now learn the why. Right. Well, tying then into that, there's another wonderful statement from the second freedom. 
which is when, which ties right into what we've just heard from, from Dr. King in that extract, but when man begins to realize his true position within the cosmos, he will then manifest this, the energy of love. The more that we realize what we're a part of, the more awestruck we are, the more dumbfounded, the more, uh, in a sense, uh, in a, a staggered, amazed, uh, but, but what is part of that, because it's coming from, from so much the right place, one, one is overwhelmed with, with, with this a sense of love. And bringing it back to the, the central theme, the, the more than uh, the individual want to help those around them and, and below them and behind them. Because it, because we Absolutely. realize we're, we're all one. Absolutely, we're all one. Yeah. And so you, you, and this is really what the master is saying in this, in this thing. This, this galaxy is waiting for us. It's waiting yeah. for us. And we're it's, holding it up. We're holding it up. Yeah. And so we, we want to, you know, realize that and say, not only are we holding it up, but everyone around us. And so we want to work hard so that we aren't holding it up, and we help. No one else to hold Well, it. this again is the beauty of the whole 12 blessings, isn't it? Because, it's, it? because it gives us this insight into such beings, into such intelligences. And um, that's the, the key is to get that insight and to, and to connect with it, not just say, well, that's just a great God out there, but we have a relationship with that God and we have which a responsibility we and we affect. And we have a responsibility as being part of that. We, we live within that structure. Right. And we have a responsibility. Right. Well, it's also interesting then in saying that, that the prayer which comes right after, well, it comes at the end of the, of the blessing, of, of course, is, as, as you've pointed out, is unique amongst all of the prayers in the 12 blessings because it's the only one, in point of fact, that is directed towards the, the, the blessing itself, towards the galaxy. All of the others, in their own wonderful way, are directed towards helping to, to raise you know, the consciousness of humanity. But in this particular blessing, we're given, the Master Jesus really gives us the opportunity to focus our minds and our hearts through the prayer on this great living being that we are a part of. And the more that one engages in this blessing, and, and especially the prayer, without question, the more enlightenment is beginning to come back to us. Absolutely. And then, and then of course, is... is um, the Master Jesus says, this is prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer beyond the mere babbling of foolish man for possession. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a very different kind of prayer. Um, well, do we want to, because um, uh, Dr. King does give a very interesting and uh, fascinating talk about prayer. Let's and, hear it. And the different ways of praying. And Well, let's, uh, Mark, let's listen to Extract 5. When Jesus says this is prayer, he means it. Again, he's a master of prayer. He's an adept with prayer. He should be. He went to the most holy monastery in the world for his earthly initiations, the Tall Cross Monastery in Tibet, and they can prove it's so. They've even got uh, lines and passages and so on quoted by Jesus when he went there. John the Baptist went there before him to make arrangements for this this Venusian in an earth body uh, to go uh, to the Torcross Monastery in Tibet, you see, because Jesus had to learn quite a lot about the earth. He was an alien. 
among a lot of savage aliens, and he had to learn a lot. I'm going to say it's the first time he'd been on Earth because I don't believe it. It was. He'd possibly made short visits to Earth previously, but the initiations in the Torcross Monastery taught him all he could know, all he had to know about Earth, its history and so on. Therefore, the great being, even though he'd accepted the limitation of an Earth body, knew. So, among other things, he was a master of prayer. He was a master of mantra. He was initiated into certain very, very sacred mantras in this monastery. If you repeat a mantra, which is a scientifically devised sound system, you begin to know about prayer. He gave to the world certain very great prayers providing, providing they are said properly and they can only be said with the heart. I'll tell you just a little bit about prayer. There are three major ways of saying a prayer. Now go on talking until the red light comes on then I have to cut off dead. If it does come on. Three major ways of saying a prayer. If you would affect the physical things outside of yourself, then you repeat the prayer out loud. You're bringing an effect or power over physical things with a physical thing, namely your voice. It's one way. That's the basic way. That is the way adopted by the Orthodox religions. It is the most basic. Uh, the most basic method is adopted by the most basic people. Number two, a much more highly elevated way is to repeat prayer with the tongue or whisper it so that uh, somebody sitting where Grace is sitting now could not hear it and yet you whisper it within yourself. This has effect over the mental things. Mental things and certain basic psychic things. This type of prayer is adopted by the higher forms of religion, such as Buddhism. The third way is the most potent way of all. It is the correct way to say prayer because it is the highest and most spiritual. It is to lock the tongue hard against the roof of the mouth and think the prayer. Now, when you lock the tongue hard against the roof of the mouth, you tend to inhibit the actions of the conscious mind. Right. Now, what it teaches you to do is this. It teaches you to get above the conscious mind into the lower superconscious regions in order to to uh, uh, begin your prayer there. And when you begin it there, when you begin it there, you can direct easily at the same time great streams of energy from any center you so choose. This is the highest way to say prayer. But I would say this, I'll give you a reminder, like a scorpion I'll come back with a sting in my tail and say this, that a few years ago, 
you'd have had to travel an awful long way and expend an awful lot of effort to get that initiation because the three types of prayer were guarded as secrets and certain occult schools guard them as secrets today but they are the three major ways to pray and this last one is the most difficult but it is the highest most spiritual when jesus talks about prayer here he means we needn't say flowery words in fact he's given us a beautiful prayer that we can adopt or we can use our own prayer and direct great streams of energy to this source because these are essential practices direct great streams of energy to this source namely the galaxy as an entity and energy will come back not only to us not only to us but to the whole of our world very very potent practice extremely potent that's uh, beautifully beautifully described and put uh, really isn't it it's a it's an initiation isn't it into, mm. into prayer it's, it's a good thing also re to remember that when we do the 12 blessings, he mentions at the end there that this energy comes back from this mighty galaxy to yourself and the, the whole civilization because uh, we're, we're, we're speaking as a part of humanity. Mm -hmm. And so this is uh, another way. So we, we have the prayer we send out to humanity in most of the blessings um, and then also the, the energy we send to the different focal points also comes back to help raise up humanity. This is one of the, the key balance aspects of, of the Twelve Blessings. Absolutely, and um, uh, another wonderful reason in, in, in its own way why we all, the, the more that we do the, this, this wonderful practice, the, the more we, we help ourselves, and of course the more we help everybody. Now I wanted to do another thing associated with astronomy and it's it's always a key to stay concentrated when one does prayers and let's face it if we're honest the mind wanders you know um at least mine does on occasion you know and it does yes i'm afraid it does uh but it and the more Shocked. we can keep it concentrated on the galaxy the better the stream of energy coming back from the galaxy will be, and of course, the more potent the energy going to the galaxy. And let's face it, if we're sending energy to this great evolved being, let's try and make it as best we possibly can. And one thing that, that I have found helps me is that at times I, I will visualize the, the galaxy. Uh, and you can do this by having a look at an astronomical photograph of Sagittarius, which is where the center of the galaxy is. And you can um, visualize uh, right exactly where that center is. And you can send your energy to the area in space, at least from Earth, uh, of where we believe the center of the galaxy is. And I find that that does, uh, that does help me. And what we know, what, what astronomers know anyway, of the center of our galaxy, is that it is a very large black hole which is four million times the mass of our sun, 
like four million times the mass, and yet only ten times the size. It's tremendously dense. Yeah. And it's extremely um, uh, massive, powerful, central sun. Right. And this is uh, one thing that that, uh, has helped me anyway um, keep my mind really focused on the galaxy. And well, that's if, very if you helpful. want, we'll, we'll have I'll have a link if people want to find this photograph of the galaxy. Um, I'll have that link on the website right. so people can yeah. actually go to the website and, uh, and get that get that photograph. Yeah. No, it is. It's um, well, the Saint Guling. He he says actually even before the Master Jesus, as he introduces these 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 blessings in his own wonderful way, and and um, he he begins by saying the power will be considerable. Mm. In in this particular blessing, I mean, it's a very very important blessing. And as I've said, right afterwards, um, Mars Sector Six steps in to say that we know, O oh, brothers of Earth, that you have just lived through the greatest experience of your countless incarnations upon this planet Terra. Um, quite a statement. That's quite a statement. We've been in a long time, eighteen million years, and yet we're given this wonderful gift of of the tenth blessing to be able to scratch away at it um, within our own minds, within our own realizations. What are we scratching away? We're we're scratching away the ignorance, actually. Ah, ah. We're scratching away the ignorance so that we can become aware of of what it is that we are within, as as he concludes. Live, remember, realize. You know, he also says some beautiful words, uh, the Master Jesus, at the end here where he says, realize at this very moment the existence of this one right. and your existence within its wondrous body yeah. and thank your God for this existence right. and for this great and mighty opportunity to travel within such a wondrous vehicle as this back to your source within the center of the Godhead. Right, all part of the wonders. I mean, for us to travel where the very gods do walk. Mm. Um, we're all, and as, the, as Dr. King said, it's for, it's for us to realize, should keep us awake all night, the fact that we exist within this body. Um, what we know, there's, there's no more we can really say, you know, is there? It's, just not, it's now a matter of doing it. Mm, well, that, that's the bottom line. You know, people spend an inordinate amount of time studying and reading and thinking and talking, but precious little time doing yeah and that's one of the big things that we uh, need to work on and here we have a wonderful tool in the 12 blessings of course for the doing well that's one thing i wanted to do at this particular blessing for example is i wanted to plug once again the new album that uh, is has been released this year honoring the 50th anniversary uh, of the complete text of the 12 blessings and never before well certainly not not for at least 30 years, uh, has the transmission Take Great Heed uh, by Mars Sector 6, which was given right after this blessing to the galaxy. Yeah, immediately after. Immediately afterwards. And we, we are including that in this album. And, you know, of course, one of the brilliant statements within that transmission by Mars Sector 6 is, and I quote, it lives, it breathes, it thinks, it feels pain, it meditates, in the same way as does the logos of a planet. It within its great and mighty structure 
There are thousands upon thousands of inhabited worlds, hundreds of mighty suns, dozens of great and mighty invisible suns, and the one central sun, yet it is a being. Fantastic indeed is truth. There you go. And it's just wonder, wonderful go. listening to a, a karmic lord, Mars Sector 6, uh, declare this. And, and whenever you, you listen to a great being like Mars Sector 6 or the Master Jesus, you, you are, you are in, in some little way brought closer to that being, that essence. It, it's coming into you and, and it's creating a link yeah. virtually between you and that great being. Right. Right. Um, what's also, I think, worth noting as we uh, wrap up this podcast is that it, a Mars Sector 6 at the time was, was obviously aboard satellite number 3, uh, where they are able to record the absorption rate, have done since 1955, the absorption point. rate yeah. uh, of Earth. And uh, literally, as soon as the Master Jesus had finished in giving the blessing and the prayer, Mars Sector 6 gives his transmission, take great heed, and he goes, he says, since this blessing by the Master Jesus, by the great cosmic master from Venus you knew as Jesus, the spiritual aspect of the power absorption factor has risen to 49. Spiked way up there. The, the physical aspect has risen to 10, which, is, which to our knowledge, is, it, it, well, it certainly had never been higher before, and to our knowledge, it never, has never been higher since. It was hovering around the threes and the fours, as I recall. Yeah, in the danger that. zone, absolutely. And this is the amount of, of, of energy that's being absorbed um, from satellite number three by people on Earth at the time. And um, this was instantaneous. Right, yeah. It, 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 the reading was instantaneous too. I mean, it just shows the technology. Yeah. A and B shows how how much energy can can be invoked by by this master, the master Jesus, and how Phenomenal. important this blessing was. Phenomenal, and how important this blessing Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Uh, so I, it. Um, I, you know, obviously, it's, it's right that it should blow us away. It doesn't blow us away because we're not able to realize it. But well, I, I think it, it blows us away uh, in, in degrees. In degrees, but it, 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 the point is, it, it blows karmic lords like Mars Sector right. Six away. Yeah. It blows masters like the Master Jesus away. I mean, this is, as we heard, where the very gods do talk. Listens this one. I mm. mean, this is, and as, as as has been remarkably pointed out to us. We can affect, we not, not can, we do. We do, we are. We are affecting the galaxy right now. Right, right now we are affecting the galaxy. And you, you can affect it positively, negatively, or neutrally. Right, right. And it's up to each one of us to make sure that our effect is, is, is positive. Yeah, and I understand it's a smart karmic move to affect it positively. I'd go there. Yeah. That's where I would yeah. go. I'd try, try our best to do that, yeah. Well, we, uh, I want to check if, see if we have any questions from the, uh, the uh, audience here. It's just magnificent and a tremendous privilege to be able to listen to this. And I do hope that it's going to be put out so that we can play it again and again and again. Fantastic opportunity. Well, no, we're, gonna, we're planning on putting... Uh, this and all the uh, blessings uh, podcasts are on the website, and they'll be up there for some time. And for those who don't have access to uh, the internet or the website, we will make them available on CD. 
Are there any more questions uh, from our... Uh... You mentioned about the uh, central sun and its density and size as well. Could you, could you go over that again? This is, uh, of course, theory, uh, astro- astronomical theory, um, but they, they now believe that every galaxy, uh, certainly every galaxy that they have studied, has a central sun, which is a black hole. And, of course, a black hole is a sun that has uh, collapsed into itself uh, with, with so much force and so much mass that even light cannot escape the gravitational pull. And the, the massive black hole in the center, you know, the mass that Jesus calls it, the, the, I think the, the silent sun, what is it called? Or the, invisible the, sun. Invi- invisible sun, which is, to my knowledge, would, would be a black hole. Um, the size in our Milky Way galaxy, it's four million times the mass of our sun, four million times the mass, but it's compressed down so tightly that it's the size, the physical size is only ten times the size. And that's why the mass is so condensed that light cannot escape from its gravitational pull. He's speechless now. Well, it's mind-boggling. That's, that's what they, uh, you know, you have to understand, astronomers, they, as more data comes in, they, 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 they modify their, their things. But that, that's the most recent uh, data on the central sun. Well, let's, uh, let's finish then with the, uh, the prayer. Let's all raise our hands. Just for a moment, let's visualize this wonderful being known as the galaxy. Tens of thousands of light years in diameter, billions of suns throughout its body, and yet it lives, it breathes, it thinks, it holds itself up, for us. And with these thoughts, let's join together in the closing prayer as given by the Master Jesus following the tenth blessing. O Divine One, who allows us within thy body, take from our hearts our love into thine own self this very moment. We make this sacrifice, for we dimly realize thy greatness. O mighty Jehovah, Lord of creation, compassionate master of all life, controller of manifestation, To thee we offer our prayer of everlasting thankfulness for the sacrifice continually made by thy wondrous angel. Preserve this one for its allotted time. Then, O Jehovah, Lord of lords, transmute it into the center of centers within thy mind.
Well, thank you all very, very much for your kind attention. And we look forward to seeing you all in Cyberland uh, next week. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Brian. It's our pleasure. sincerely hope you enjoyed this podcast. For further information on these podcasts or the Ethereum Society in general, please visit us on the web at www.ethereus.org.